0: If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Futureproof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Futureproof, a the Kantar podcast now.
2: Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we have a request. If you are really enjoying what we do here on the Internet Marketing Podcast, then if you could, please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app, of course. That would be fab. Um, It really helps us to grow the podcast and ensure we bring you great marketing tips and advice each week. Right, today I'm joined by Paul Cortman, founder of Connex Digital Marketing.
3: Paul, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me here. It's
2: an absolute pleasure. And uh, you're over in Mexico, aren't you? And today's um, quite exciting in Mexico because we're recording this on Good Friday, the 14th of April. And um, in
3: Mexico, there's all sorts of processions and bits and bobs going on, aren't there? Yeah, the whole week. I mean, they call it Holy Week, and so Semana Santa. And so, like, everybody packs up, closes down their businesses, and they all head to the beach. And today is Good Friday, and so it's really uh you know like the the excitement is really building and uh we happen to have a marching band playing outside and they're not marching anywhere they've been (laughs) playing steadily for the last half hour and so it's just it's a it's a different life a lot of fun
2: it sounds really good if only this was a travel podcast we'd have we'd have great fun talking about this but we'd be we better stick to the internet marketing theme um before we get into what we're going to talk about today tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit about conics
3: yeah, so, well, I'm almost 40, not quite there yet, and have four kids and a wife. And when I started my career, out, I started as basically an IT nerd of where I was doing system administration, network administration, those sorts of things. And uh, I started working for a marketing agency. And so, like, I didn't come from this with a marketing background or anything like that. I was really a certified nerd. Yeah. And then I started telling the guys because I teach myself a lot of things. And so I was reading about SEO and realizing that our web developers were selling SEO. And I was like, you guys are doing that wrong. And so long story short, they said, fine, you give it a try. And so a couple of clients later, and then you know, fast forward a couple of years, I hired another IT guy to replace myself. And I ended up building out a digital marketing department within a marketing agency. Those people that I hired are still there today. Uh, So that's kind of fun. But it's been seven years. Uh, What I ended up doing was after four years of building that, I jumped ship and said, listen, we're charging way huge budgets. There's so much bloat and it's all about optimizing the staff. And so I was working 70, 80 hour weeks and it was just, I mean, it was the best job I ever had working for the best people and with the best people I could ever work with. But I just realized that I was the cog that was being optimized and I valued my life more than that. So I ended up uh, starting Connects and Started with Connect Social as being the name because uh, social media was just coming out, and even though we were SEO focused, we knew that there was you know a heavy at that time a heavy influence of social media into your uh, your organic rank, and so we went with that to throw people off. Here's an SEO company with social in the name that has all since downplayed, and so now we've just switched back over to Connects Digital Marketing now, but. Over those seven years of running the business, always having employees, always doing various things, running an agency, you realize that like uh, you're you're basically going to do whatever the highest bidder will pay for and uh, and I wanted to get out of that as much as possible and uh and it took me seven years, so this is not an overnight yay, I figured it out, but kept trying different things and trying different things and then we stumbled upon this productized service which now we have a whole system in place and it's a really easy process for us to handle new clients and to process our existing clients. So the world in my agency world has changed in the last one year of when a year ago I was doing all custom work, custom proposals, invoices a year later, now it's very streamlined and simple. Yeah, click the buy now, and we'll take care of it. And so it's really changed how we run the agency. Sounds
2: interesting. And we'll we'll come on to that uh, productized
3: service. Try saying that fast three times in a
2: row, um, in in a short while. That, now, interesting that you you're talking about SEO removing SEO from the name of the company. And I still hear occasionally. I, I think I hear people whispering, "SEO is dead," um, but. Um, I mean, I suppose, yeah, today's title is, is sort of SEO, how to do SEO in, in 2017. So does SEO matter in 2017, I suppose, is a good starting point, Paul?
3: Yeah, well, when you think about it, like, let's reword that and say, does it matter to rank in Google in 2017? Yes. And the unequivocal answer there is yes, it does. Now all the techniques and tactics and how does that work well they've shifted but the core of it is still the same at its fundamental core where google found its most success it's still using the same theory of hey are you writing about the content that you know specific keywords that people are searching for Mm. and are other authoritative sites linking to you Now, for a while, they were using social signals there and, you know, they're using 200 bits of points to look at their algorithm as to like, well, are you using title tags and author tags and all this so that like we can get way in the weeds on all this. But when you really back it out and look at like the huge percentage of the algorithm factors are, hey, do you have inbound links and are you writing content that has those keywords in it that are related to that? So... Google is always in the game of trying to present the best content, the best answers to its users. Because when you think of it, when you go to Google, you're asking a question. You should, you know, whether you phrase it as a question or not is different, but you're, you're seeking something. You have a query and Google wants to answer your question more than Siri is able to, you know, like they really want to answer your question. So if you, you have the answer to that user's question, and other people believe it is the correct answer, then Google is going to give that answer, your product or your service or your website to the end user. And so... Like in the broad scheme of things, yes, SEO still matters and it's still significant. And no matter how advanced Google is at trying to tweak the algorithm and make sure that they're ahead of the game, and that nobody is gaming the system, like that's mm. the big thing. Is Google wants the SEO people who game the system to just not exist anymore? So they're constantly working against that. Yeah. But when you look at it, the only things they have to choose from are. Essentially, a popularity and you know, link backs and content and. And yeah and then there's code in there as well but Google is fantastic at looking past uh, code errors and code issues found many different banks for example that rank really well even though their SEO is atrocious as far as like their code goes and so it's just a factor that Google recognizes that this is a bank and somebody's looking for a bank and so that mm-hmm. bank is going to show up and Google can kind of turn a blind eye at code issues because all the other signals are saying, hey, this is a bank and this is going to answer the user's question. So, yeah. And then the other thing that we look at is, you know, where else do you get traffic from for your website? Because I'm specifically talking to people who use a website to make money they're not just it's not just a brochure where of come into my store that sort of thing but somebody who's selling online or who's capturing leads online your website actually drives your revenue and so you're looking for conversions you're looking for somebody to make a purchase or to take an action and we can look at your traffic sources and when we look at it appropriately generally speaking social media traffic are people looking to kill time Mm. Look, You know, they're sitting on the subway, they're going between point A and B, they're either reading, you know, a newspaper, journal, whatever, on their phone, or, or they're reading social media, they're killing time, and so yeah, they visit your site, they read an article, great, that's good, but they're not, like, passionately seeking what it is you offer. Yeah. And so if we turn that on its head and say search users are passionately seeking what it is you offer, if you're ranking for the correct places in the correct search terms, then it's like, you know, it's it's almost in your court to lose them instead of to try and convince them to convert, to make a purchase or provide their lead information.
2: Now, you did mention briefly in the answer, um, the L word, uh, link building, Um I have to ask you, because I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but what's working sort of in the realm of link building right now and what should our listeners avoid?
3: Well, there's all kinds of things to avoid. So we'll start there because that list is really long. But you know, private blog networks, any sort of link exchange or link wheel or purchasing links, Google it has the ability to find those out. And so mm. uh, if it feels too good to be true, It is. But where we look at link building is it's like just as much as on page, you're trying to convince someone to take an action. What about in the in the outreach world, in the link building world? Can I convince someone to link to this page? And so that brings about a whole separate view when you're looking at an article or a piece of content, or an actual page, I often have clients say, I want them to link to my services page, and I'm like, nobody's interested in that, because you're just like the next uh, machine shop, you do CNC machining, like, why Why would they care to link to your services page, yeah. whereas if you make it link-worthy, or linkable content, something that's shing, just incredible or just like super huge and, and full all out guide and the best of the best, then it's really easy to reach over to somebody and say, Hey, would you link off to this? And that is what we find is working, is you focus on making something that's worth linking to that yeah. somebody would want to link to, and then you go out and find those people. Fantastic.
2: Now I want to talk about uh if it's okay with you, about this productize process um tell us what it's called and 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 tell us sort of how it works
3: Yeah. So if you've heard of this, it's called the skyscraper technique. And Brian Dean from Backlink.io was the guy who started this whole deal. He he basically wrote this really long post of how he did it and how he was able to find success, which, by the way, if you look at what Brian Dean is doing, he doesn't post every week or every day. He posts these gargantuan guide-like posts, which, by the way, are linkable. And it start off this whole series of people in the SEO community of, trying to do skyscraper techniques so how the skyscraper technique works is basically you find something in a piece of content in your target audience that has acquired links already mm. and yet it's not the greatest and it you know it has issues or it's just strewn with ads or you know it's out of date because it's five years old The topic is proven to be solid and that your target audience will want to link to it and use it. And it's more of a matter of, can you write a better, more in-depth, more thorough article and put that out there? And then, by the way, the 100 or so people that already linked to the old, busted, previous article, you have a list now of people that you can reach out to and just say, hey, I saw that you linked to that one. Would you mind switching it over to mine? I think mine's better, and I think you'll agree if you just take a quick glance. Mm. And that is what Skyscraper is, is basically we come up with, we find a target article that is uh, shabby. You know, it, It's just not right. It's not good. We make it 10 times better, yeah. like where nobody in their right mind would compare the two. They'd just be like, wow, there's no way that I should link to the previous article. I totally should link to this one. And since it's published on our clients' websites... Where they don't, you know, they're not making money off of ads, unlike many news articles, et cetera. Then it, you know, it's it's just a better user experience. And so, by simply reaching out to those hundred people, we tend to see uh, a ten percent conversion rate there, of where we end up acquiring ten of those incoming links. Now, a couple of things, Brian Dean kept going and kept going and built upon that and built upon that and used that piece of content because he wanted to rank it at number one for a specific keyword. And he has since done that. We instead say, well, listen, if you were to do that with every piece of content that you publish, so say once a week or once a month, Mm. and you started getting 10 new referring domains, 10 new links every week or every month. Google sees that as a positive trajectory that you are constantly putting out good content and it's great signals across the board. So what we end up doing is we say, hey, let's get 10 links through this skyscraper method to every single article that you publish. But we back it up and we say, we're not going to go on your publishing schedule or use your editorial calendar. Instead, we're going to find out what the market has determined is valuable content and then use that make a better article and then all the people who have linked to the previous article reach out to those and i tell you what it's it works mm. it works every time we have not failed on it yet
2: so out of all this what would you say is is a as a top takeaway for our audience today paul what would what would it be
3: well i've got a couple of different things <laughs> so i don't know that i can boil it down to one can i give you three you can give me three um, that's absolutely fine one of them would be you you need to do this skyscraper process. You you need to create content that is worth linking to, that has some proof in the marketplace of being successful. And then you need to go and do the actual marketing. You need to, so you publish great content. You need to do, you know, it's the 80, 20 principle. The 20% is actually writing the content. The 80% is doing the outreach for it. So, Like my top tip is market your content, create incredible content and market it. And then on the other side, um, kinda on the personal side is don't be afraid to work a bridge job or a bridge business. I found that working this agency for seven years doing just about anything within digital marketing wasn't exactly what I was excited about, but it has provided me with the opportunity to find the hole in the marketplace to build this productized service. And that has changed my life. So don't be afraid to do that. And then the other thing is, if you're not familiar with the lean startup methodology of testing, offering products and, uh, and MVPs out there, get familiar with that. Because mm-hmm. over the course of the seven years, I have tested different markets, different products for my market to try and see what would work. And then to be able to find this one, I mean, it, it just changes it changes everything, changes my life, changes my staff. Uh, they know when they're done for the day because their to-do list is done and they know what their to-do list is for tomorrow. And so just everybody is happier.
2: Well, Paul, thanks so much for coming on. Um, how can our listeners find out more about you, more about Connex?
3: Right. So we're at com, and that's C-O-N-N-E-X uh, Some people joke about it it looks like the opposite of X-Con um, <laughs> but it's meant to go with connect, like we connect people So C-O-N-N-E-X DigitalMarketing.com and you can click on the menu to get you to the Skyscraper SEO service Yeah, It's by far our best selling product right now and And we do it for you. There's three checkpoints in there. Uh, We show you a couple of different target articles that you get to select from. We show you the content that we wrote. You get to edit it, approve it. We go back and edit it multiple times, unlimited revisions. And then we give you the report of how many links we acquire. So it's really a done-for-you service, hands-off. This is very challenging doing the outreach and the marketing for this content. It takes a ton of time. And everybody I've talked to have tried it has failed on that, whereas we've found a success because we've got the system in place to do that. And then if you want to know more about me and our crazy family and how we moved from the United States to traveling around the world to now living in Mexico with four kids in, a, in an RV... Can head on over to nomadtogether.com slash podcast, where we do a podcast for families who essentially want to become digital nomads. Uh, it's referred to as Location Independent Lifestyle.
2: And that's a whole other podcast. I must listen to that actually. Paul, thanks for sharing that with us. And thanks to our listeners. The show notes are in the usual place sitevisibility.com slash IM Email address is podcast at sitevisibility.com. You can tweet us at sitevisibility. Um, if you want to connect with me personally, I'm Dr. Pod, D O C T O R P O D, on Twitter and LinkedIn. Don't forget the site visibility group on LinkedIn. And I think that's everything. So that's goodbye from me, Andy, and it's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye, everybody. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.
0: If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar. That tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Futureproof Podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to FutureProof, a Kantar podcast now.
1: Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK.